Good morning to everyone on the prayer line this morning. Good morning. God bless you all. I pray that everyone is doing well. I pray that your families are all doing well. This is the day that the Lord has made, and in it we will rejoice and be glad in it. It's always a privilege and an honor to be with you, and we are excited about starting our day with you. And thank God, because as the righteous, as believers, we have a blood-bought right to command the morning. In commanding the morning, we're really commanding the day. We're commanding the week. We're commanding the month, and we're commanding the year. One of the things we have to understand is that God is always working. So even as the worship was playing this morning, we worship God. We worship Elohim, who is our almighty creator. He alone is God, and he alone is faithful. And we serve a good God, and so because of it, we give God praise. So let's give God praise this morning. The Bible says that we're to come before God with thanksgiving. Does anyone have anything to be thankful for this morning? We should be thankful for our health and thankful for our strength, thankful that we are part of the family of God, thankful for the relationships that we have, thankful for our family, thankful for our children, thankful for the things that God has done in our life and how God keeps on providing for us. The God we serve is a good God. and We give God praise. So this morning, we have, of course, it is Wednesday. It is, how are we going to, what are we going to say today? Wonderful Wednesday. It's going to be a wonderful day. Wonderful Wednesday. Praise the Lord. And so we have with us Pastor Harris. He's going to be bringing the devotion and our time of prayer. And then we have Sister Brandy Goods, who's going to be praying over our prayer request this morning. How are you doing this morning, Pastor Harris? Bishop, I am doing most excellent. Uh, glad to be on the call as well. It is a great and wonderful Wednesday. Uh, blessings to everybody that is on the call. Uh, New Destiny family, to the Smith family, and to the Nexus family that's on. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Pastor. Pastor, thank you, buddy. I'm excited about the words you're going to bring. Then, good morning to Sister Brandy. Brandy, how are you this morning, dear? Good morning. I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm excellent. You know me. Yes. You know, I'm 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 going to be me, and. I'm going to always see the glass half full instead of the glass being half empty. See, attitude is everything. Attitude determines the outcome in every situation. Attitude determines your altitude. It does. And so, once again, good morning to all of the intercessors. We thank you for your intercessing. You play a vital part in the ministry, in society. You know, I can go into uh, how important intercession is and how Abraham interceded on the behalf of the people, Moses interceded on the behalf of the people, that God would just hold back his anger. But intercession is key. And I think it is so vital. Even when we open the line 
and you begin to pray in the Spirit and intercede for the time in which um, that, that time is set aside for, praying the Word of God and praying in the Spirit. It is so key because the Bible says that the angels of the Lord are hearkening unto the voice of God. So they're listening to the Word. And we're going to dispatch the heavenly hosts. We're going to dispatch the Lord of hosts. Because the Lord of hosts always comes with the heavenly hosts. What does he do? He comes to do battle. That's what the Lord of hosts means. It means God mighty in battle. So good morning to our new Destiny family. Good morning to the Nexus family, who is a part of our family. Good morning to every man of God on the line this morning. We thank God for you and thank you for your service. I've been hearing devastating news lately, and it's sad, very sad news that uh, many pastors are having to, to decide to close their the doors of their church, and they may never open. That's not good news. It's not good news, but I pray, man of God, that you on the line, you are not one of them, that the Lord will keep on providing for you because of the assignment in which God called you to accomplish in the earth ram. I'll say more later. Let's get over into the word. Father, we just thank you and we bless you. We honor you. We thank you for waking us, allowing us to see this day that you have made, and in it we shall rejoice and be glad. We thank you that you've delivered us from the powers of darkness and you've translated us to the kingdom of your dear son, whereby you've given us a legal right to call you Abba Father. For it is written in your word, you will never leave us, nor will you ever forsake us. Father, I thank you that we feel you. We know that you're there. We feel your presence, Lord God, as we now come behind the veil because you give us a right to. Through our hope, we come behind the veil and release our faith in the very presence of God. For there we find grace. For there we find mercy in time of need. And Father, we thank you for it this morning. Bless your people. Bless the time that we have together this morning in Jesus' name. Pastor Harris? Amen. Amen. Uh, I'm going to go from Hebrews uh, chapter 6. I'm going to read it in the message translation, uh, starting at verse 13. When God made his promise to Abraham, he backed it to the hilt, putting his own reputation on the line. He said, I promise that I'll bless you with everything I have. Bless and bless and bless. Abraham stuck to it and got everything that had been promised to him. When people make promises, they guarantee them by appeal to some authority above them so that if there is any question that they'll make good on the promise, the authority will back them up. When God wanted to guarantee his promises, he gave his word a rock-solid guarantee. God can't break his word. And because his word cannot change, the promise is likewise unchangeable. We who have run for our own very lives to God have every reason to grab the promised hope with both hands and never let go. It's an unbreakable spiritual lifeline. 
reaching past all appearances right to the very presence of God where Jesus is. Running on ahead of us has taken up his permanent post as the high priest for us in the order of Melchizedek. Good God Almighty. Sometimes you just got to say, Paul, and think about that. Because the word in and of itself is good. See, we try to make so many different cliches and say so many things to get people engaged. But in these times, you have to let the word speak for itself. You can't be adding nothing to it. You can't be taking nothing away from it. You just got to let the word be the word be the word. And we have to, as, as leaders, as intercessors, we have to dissolve ourselves to nothing but this word and get excited about the word, not about what somebody's going to do, what somebody's going to give us, uh, how are we going to feel? And all. It's about the word of God. That word gives us hope. And God, watch this, God, two, God says two things in this text that kind of caught my attention. Number one, he said, when I make promises, I back it up with my word. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. So the promises and the word are two different things. See, God makes promises, and what he speaks is going to come to pass anyway. But he said, I'm going to back it up with my word. Now, what's the word? Now, the word as we know it is called logos, the written word, something that was written and was originally was passed down by verbal or oral tradition. And then someone had to take the moment and say, you know what, let me transcribe because God says write this down because it shall be given to my people forever. And as the word started to form, God started to show himself even ahead of his time and prophetically speaking of what shall and what will come to pass. He says, it's an unbreakable spiritual lifeline. It's unbreakable. He says, I, well, I said, my word is above everything. God has to even, he's subject to his own word. That's why when we pray as intercessors, when we pray as leaders, we have to pray the word because anything else, is going to fail. We pray out of our out of our love for God because the Bible says love never fails because love is based on his logos. But it's also based on his rhema. Rhema comes out of, up from the word. If you want to have a successful Marriage, you want to have successful relationships, you want to have successful life, you want to have, you got to base it on what is 
unbreakable what is unchangeable. It says his word is unbreakable. His promise, his promises, his hope. He says, once it, and it says, God, he says, we who have run for our very lives to God have every reason to grab the promised hope with both hands. See, you only grab something with both hands that you're sure about. If you're unsure about something, you'll touch it because you're not sure if it's going to harm you. You're not sure if it's going to hurt you. Let me just touch it and see. I'm not going to put my hand on it because I'm not sure as to how it's going to react to me. And so watch this. You, and if you're really unsure, you won't even go near it. But God is so sure and he's so powerful that we got to run to him and grab him with both hands. And why am I saying this? Why am I stressing this? Only because the Holy Spirit is pressing upon me to say this, that some people have God with one hand and got the world with another. And you said, Pastor, that's not nice. Well, let me just share with you. Some of us got our one hand on God and another hand on our money. Some of us got one hand on God and another hand on our family. Some of us got one hand on God and another hand on our business. And God says, today, I want to encourage you to take release that other hand from the world and grab both hands with me. Now, watch this. And I'm going to supply you with everything you desire and so Because he said in Ephesians that, watch this, exceedingly and abundantly. You know that word in the Greek? exceedingly and abundantly, actually abundantly, it means hyper, to hyper to go above and beyond what you can ask and or think. God says, I have an unbreakable spiritual lifeline, a lifeline. When you're sinking, when you're drowning, when you feel like life is about to take you under, you're in the undertow. God says, I'm throwing you something that's going to pull you up out of the muck and the mire and the winds and the waves that can take you under, but I got you. And I've, I have always had you. And so God said, hold on to me. Now, you do know that it's a struggle for those that are trained to be actually uh, lifesavers, those who, 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 who are trained to help people who are drowning, one of the things that they really try to teach is for them to calm the person down because when a person is flapping and, and frantic and moving their arms and doing all that, it, it hinders the rescue. So what they try to get them to do first is surrender themselves. So here's what God is saying to us. Stop slapping. Stop moving around. Stop trying to make things happen. During this time, he said, surrender yourself to me. Surrender yourself. Calm down because I got you. I'm throwing you this lifeline. And when you, I need you to grab hold of this. And this is what is going to save you, keep you, 
and not only that, give you that significant lift that you've been desiring to have. And he's doing that for us. He's doing it for us. Father, I thank you right now for these that are on the line today because we are not only being saved by you and have been elevated by you because you have saved us through your spiritual lifeline, the hope and the promises that you have given us. But you are training us to intercede for others and to help them realize that they don't have to struggle in the ways of life. So, Father, help us to understand the training that you're giving us, that we can now throw that lifeline to others, that they can receive the power of the Holy Spirit. They can receive the manifested promises that you have given us, those unfailing promises that you have backed up with your word because your word cannot change. And your promises are likewise. They are unchangeable because they are backed by your word. So, Father, we thank you right now that you've given us a rock-solid plan. You've given us the logos. You've given us the rhema. You've given us your spirit on the inside of us, Christ in us, the hope of glory. So I thank you, Father, as you promised in your word in Romans chapter 2. Father God, that you've given us understanding that if we go against the grain, we get splinters, regardless of where we are and who who we're taught by. But if we embrace the ways of God, the way you do things, there are wonderful payoffs. And without regard, you are going to bring us up. It doesn't matter if we're Jew or Gentile, because you are no respecter of person. So, Father, right now, those that are on this line today, that as we grab you with two hands, and hold on to you as tight as we can. You have elevated us. You have brought us to a place where we can depend on you. And watch this. And those that are around us can depend on us because we're dependent on you. And we will teach them to depend on you because that's all we're doing, Father God. We're being leaders in a spiritual way. So help us today to understand the blessings that we walk in, the promises that we walk in. Everything in us is tied in you. You said that if we're in Christ, then we're Abraham's seed, and we're heirs, joint heirs to the promises that you gave Abraham. Woo! Thank you, Lord. Thank you for blessing us. Thank you for covering us, and thank you for keeping us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah. Woo! Pastor, my Lord, that was powerful. That was powerful. We'll, 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 we'll circle back, and we, we, will, we will just regurgitate the word in a little bit. The prayer right now, I feel an urgency to pray. And so we're going to keep praying. So I want uh, 
Sister Brandy to come and 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 let us know about the prayer request, and then we're going to come alongside and we're going to set ourselves in agreement with those who sent their prayer requests in, and we're going to watch as they put their hands on God. We're going to watch God put his hands on them. Sister Brandy. Okay, this morning we have two praise reports. We have a praise report from Bishop Carrie Duskin. He sent in a praise report about his sister, Chandra Duskin, who was in ICU. She was non-responsive and on a ventilator. Chandra has been taken off completely of the ventilator and moved out of ICU. He's asking that you still, that she has a long recovery, but keep her in prayer. And then we have another praise report from Linda Dennis Mallory on behalf of Lois Ingram. And Lois would like to thank everyone for their prayers and support. Lois is now able to walk without her medical boot that aided in the healing of her broken leg. Her healing and recovery is two months earlier than expected. Praise God for his miracle working power. Amen. Lord, we thank you that the prayers of the righteous avail it much. And then we have a prayer request, and it's from Kay Clarkson, and she's asking for prayer for Bishop Smith and his family that they may be strengthened at this time and during this season, and that she wants you to know that they New Destiny family love and miss you just like you love and miss them, and she's also asking for prayer for Pastor Inga and his family. So, Father God, we thank you. We thank you for what you are doing in this time, Lord God. We ask you, Lord, that you would just move by your spirit at this time. We ask you, Lord God, that you will hear our prayers from on high in the name of Jesus. Father, as we lift up Bishop and his family and Pastor Inga, Father, we just thank you for what you're doing in their lives, Lord God. We ask that you strengthen their family during this time, Lord God, that they go from glory to glory. We ask you to strengthen their marriages in the name of Jesus. And, Father, we thank you, Lord God, that you will continue to provide for them, that during this time they shall not lack in Jesus' name, for you are their shepherd, Lord God, and they shall not want and they shall not lack, and you will not hold Withhold any good thing from them, Lord God. Father, we ask, Lord God, that they will cast their cares upon you, for you care for them, and that you will perfect those things that concern them, Lord God, so that they can move forward with what you have called them to do during this time in the name of Jesus. And, Father, we just lift up not only Bishop and Pastor Inga, but we lift up pastors all around the world, Lord God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we lift them up to you. We pray that the spirit of wisdom and revelation knowledge will rest upon them. We pray that the eyes of their understanding be enlightened, that they may know the hope of your calling. Father, we pray for divine insight and wisdom to navigate during this time. We ask you to give our pastors eyes to see the new thing in which you are doing, Lord God. We ask for ears that they can hear you in a new way, Lord God. Father, we pray for divine alignment and synchronization with the Holy Spirit. May they move according to your timetable, Lord God, that they move when you say move and be still when you say not yet. Father, lead and guide them by your spirit, Lord God, as we have never been this way before. Father, we ask that your voice would be amplified above 
all other voices during this season. Father, may they hear your voice as you call them to the mountain, Lord God. Father, give them the blueprint for this season, Lord God. We ask that you release the new instructions, Lord God, the new strategies and the new methodologies, Lord God. Father, may they not try to do things the way they have done in the past, Lord God, as you cannot put new wine in old you cannot put new wine in old wineskins. Father, we pray for the Issachar anointing, Lord God, that they may be able to discern and know the times and what to do during this time. We ask that you would give them clarity of mind, Lord God, and clarity of vision, Lord God. Father, we pray for a fresh anointing, Lord God, for you said we are often in need of a fresh anointing. Father, and as the anointing flow from Aaron down to the beard to the skirt, let the fresh anointing flow to the clergy down to the congregation, Lord God. Father, we ask that you give our pastors fresh perspective, Lord God, and those that are called to walk alongside of them. Father, we pray that you would strengthen our pastors with might and vigor and their inner man. Father, we pray that they will walk worthy of the call that you have called them. Father, we ask that you give our pastors utterance, Lord God, to decree and declare your word with boldness. Father, give them the tongue of the learned and make them ready to speak a word in season and out of season. Father, we ask that there will be a greater increase of the anointing on their lives, Lord God, to destroy yokes and the heavy burdens. Father, we pray for an increase of spiritual gifts to be in manifestation, Lord God, and that your word would be preached with power and demonstration in this time, and we thank you for it, Lord God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, amen. We thank God for the prayer request and the praise report. We declare that every prayer request will become a praise report. I want to thank um, you all for praying for us. That is so definitely needed in times like this. One thing I'm never going to turn down I'm never going to turn down people praying for me. I believe that's what has caused us to be successful as we are right now, that a team of people are always praying for us. We've done that early in our ministry, is to set uh, certain people that will pray for us. That's their job, is to pray for us, pray for our church. And I believe a lot of times men of God, they don't have people praying for them, so they're not covered by the intercessors in their church. That's why the apostolic has to be activated right now in ministry. And I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. But I want to go back to Pastor Harris. Thank you so much, Brandy. Uh, we'll go back to Pastor Harris and what he shared with us uh, because it is so vitally important that as believers we begin to understand that, you know, that we have a spiritual lifeline in God. And I want to call it an unbreakable spiritual lifeline in God because the scripture is so powerful. If there's anything that you want to step out on that will uphold you, it is the word of God. And so it says, when God made his promise to Abraham, he backed it to the hilt, putting his own reputation on the line. Underlying, putting his own reputation on the line and highlight it like we used to back in the 
in the uh, 80s and the 90s. Y'all remember the highlighters? You should have, y'all should have all color highlighters: pink highlighter, green highlighter, orange highlighter, yellow highlighter. Get back to highlighting. You said, well, my stuff is electronic. They got electronic highlighters too. I think they're yellow. So highlight that joker. And he said, I promise that I will bless you with everything I have. Blessed and blessed and blessed. And Abraham stuck it out and got everything that had been promised to him. That, 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 there's so much meat there. But let me go right here. When God made a promise to Abraham, we are Abraham's seed. So he made a promise to us also, especially because now we're in Christ Jesus. But notice he says he backed it to the hilt, putting his own reputation online. Right now, boy, I'm about to get so excited. Let me try to get this out first before I just start. I'll go do a fool around, do a praise break this morning. Listen, he put his reputation on the line. There's more pressure on God than it is on you right now. Listen to the revelation. God, as being the King of kings and the Lord of lords, he has to prove his kingship to his citizenry. You are citizens of the kingdom, meaning we are not responsible for our welfare. The only thing you're responsible for is your faith and your hope and your expectation, your belief that God will come through for you. Mm. I'm hoping that it's going to turn around on my behalf. Mm, and I have an expectation. My neck is stuck out like a giraffe. What is stuck out for? What is stuck out for? I'm waiting for God to show up in my life. Come on. God has to show up in your life, child of God. Now, if you can't get excited about that, you can't get excited about nothing. So what am I saying? I'm saying the king is coming. You know, they tell me the champ is coming. We know Jesus is the champ, but the king is coming. And let me tell you something, he has you on his mind. He got you on his mind. I'm trying to tell you, so put your hope in him. Put your trust in him because he will never let you down. He's giving you a promise. When men give you a promise, they got to find something greater to swear by. But God gave the promise, and he looked for something greater to swear by, and God looked all through the universe for something greater and ended back up with himself. Isn't that something? And blessing, I will bless you. You're blessed. As a church, we're blessed. And I'm looking at what God is doing. We are so blessed. I was talking to Elder uh, Oscar Jones last night. And he says, and, and, and many of you on the prayer line know Elder Jones moved, him, him and his wife Carol, their family, they moved to Arizona. But Elder Jones, who is still a board member of our church, was speaking with me last night, and he said, Bishop, I want to tell you, the church is blessing us because we're able to be in Arizona but still be in church and watching what is going on, and it is absolutely amazing to see 
what God is doing through our church right now. And then many of you who know how to contact me have been contacting me, whether it's through somebody that you know that have my number to send me a text or calling me direct or so forth and so on, um, DMing me and saying about um, how the church has been blessing you in such a time as this and the leadership has been blessing you in such a time as this. Let me tell you something. That's been so encouraging to me. I'll talk about it tonight in Bible study. But that's been so encouraging to me to see and to hear that you're encouraged and that you are stable in your hope and your strength in God. See, one of the things we've got to understand, uh, how can I say this? I'm kind of like past Harris this morning. <laughs> but it, it's, it's so many people who have got used to being entertained in church, they still want entertainment. They're sitting in front of their iPad, sitting in front of their computer screen, sitting on their phone, entertain me. Man, please, no one's come here with a clown suit on. We come to preach the gospel, and we're not going to compromise the gospel. I'm a word man. Y'all know me. I'm going to give you the word of God. That's all I got. I don't have tricks up my sleeve. I don't know what playing church is about. But that stuff is going to prove to be false. The only thing that's going to prove to be genuine is those who are called of God, who are anointed and appointed, and as Sister Brandy said, with that Issachar anointing and mandate upon their lives. That's who we are. Light shines brightest in darkest moments. Leadership is never proven in times of peace. Leadership is proven in times of war. We're at war, and I'm not playing. I am not playing. We're in a war room. We're constantly working and strategizing on how we are going to win, and we're going to win this thing in Jesus' name. As I said, we're not going to lose one. Do you know we have not one person in our congregation that I know of who has even contracted the virus, and I know we haven't had one who's died from the virus. Now, we've had some people transition. We're praying for them, and we're trusting God that he would comfort all that mourn, but it wasn't from the virus, and we thank God for that. So let's go back to Pastor Harris. I'm overtime, but it's a good overtime because we're real fans, and, you know, as I always say, real fans love the tailgate, and they love for the game to go in overtime. Pastor Harris. Bishop, <laughs> you're excited, excited. <laughs> it is. I love it. <laughs> I love it. But let me say this, because this is what I'm seeing now. Bishop, you can go back. <clears throat> I know I can go back about a good 12 to 15 years when I start hearing the words wealth transfer. I was hearing that 12 to 15 years or so ago. But what I'm seeing is it's happening now. This is a time where the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. If you are not got your head in the sand and just let me hunker down, see, this is a time where the saints got to get up. We got to get be prepared to lead. We got to lead. I am seeing people become millionaires overnight making hundreds of thousands of dollars 
now. All because God is shifting things and he's taking money from one place and he's putting it to the hands of the righteous. So I just want to share that, that if we not can, can, can be so blinded by what's going on with the pandemic, but understand God is making a wealth transfer as well. Wow. It is being, it is. We can contest to that. There's, there's a wealth transfer happening. And see, this is what we have to understand, child of God. God has already prepared us for this. Let me go back to something that Oscar Jones said to me, Elder Jones said to me. He says, Bishop, he said, I know you, I've walked with you. He said, I know you were, you were a student and you're always learning something from things. He says, what have you learned out of this whole pandemic? I said, and, and Sister Brandy prayed about it. I said, one of the things I have learned is to continue to listen to the voice of God. Hear me this morning on this line. To continue to listen to the voice of God. Why is that so vitally important? Because the Holy Spirit, who speaks into our hearts, the Word of God, the instructions of God, he, the Bible says He's the leadeth and guideth into all truth. He will always prepare you for what's coming. And we were prepared for this. That's why it hasn't caught us off guard. We're prepared. Many of you are prepared, and you didn't even know you were prepared. Here we go. Let's go back to school. Let's go back. Let's go back to classroom. Here we go. Let's go to the classroom. Preparation time is never fill in the blank. Say, look at y'all. Y'all filling in the blank. Some of you said, I don't know. I don't know the answer. I'm going to say it one more time. Preparation time is never. There we go. I'm going to fill in the blank for you. If, you. if you don't have the answer, listen to the answer. Preparation time is never wasted time. Preparation plus opportunity will always equal success. God has prepared us. He's prepared us through the messages he's preached to us. I know sometimes you said I was doing the preaching. No, I'm preaching through Jesus. I'm letting him minister through me to you all because that's what we're to do. Allowing the Holy Spirit to speak through us as men of God into the heart of people. Listen to the voice of God because he cannot lead you into error. He will only lead you into the truth. Now, is is this stuff tough? Yes, it's tough being at home and only able to go walk in your neighborhood and yada, 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 so forth and so on. But let me tell you something. None of you are forsaken. None of you are begging for bread. None of you are. Why? Because it, it's all about the leadership. It's all about the kingdom of God. It's all about what you've been taught because it all comes into play right now. Right now. So be encouraged. I'm encouraged. You all have encouraged me. And we're going to keep doing what we're doing. We're going to continue to strategize and find out how to do it right. But like I said, you won't see me come on the stage with a red nose, a wig, and big shoes, release the clowns. It's not going to happen. I don't do that. You all know I don't. I, tell, I give you the word of God because it is the only 
thing that we can place our hope in. We got to put both hands on the altar. And we got to go after God like we've never went after God before in our life. No more play play stuff. See, people still out there turn it up. Now they're turning it up on Vichio, you know, and everybody doing their little stuff because, you know, what's in you going to come out you. Really, it is, especially when you're under pressure. When you're under pressure. I don't play around. God told me, go back to the basics. When God says go back to the basics, as a church, we go back to the alley. You say, what alley? When our church was in a, when our church was in a business park, and it was kind of like in an alley, because that's how the business park was set up with a bunch of buildings, and we were way in the back, and back there is where we learned character. Back there is where we learned faithfulness, commitment, and being consistent. Back there we learned how to pray. Back there we learned how to go after God. And anytime God says go back to the basics, that's what I hear. Go back to Martinez. Go back to what you did then. What did you do then? We stayed on our face. All of us have carpet fiber still from being on our face, going after God. Fasting, praying, calling on God, and trusting God. We got to fast and pray and trust God like we never trust God before. Don't wait for me to call a fast for you to fast. You got to pray and trust God like we never trust Him before. I want to say, as we get ready to release the line and go into a time of intercession, listen to the voice of God. Get your hands off stuff in the world. Put both of your hands on God. Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. And he said, all things will be added unto you. God has made you a promise. And he will come through for you as long as you hope in that promise. It's a promise of hope. It is a promise of hope. And your hope will never bring you to a place of shame. This is Sister Brandy Goods, Pastor Harris, and Bishop. We are signing off for this morning. You all stay strong, stay prayerful, and I'm going to tell you most of all, please, please, please stay blessed. As we always end our call, according to Psalms 118, verse 24, this is the day that the Lord has made. In this brand new day, it's a brand new you. Brand new opportunities and brand new possibilities. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Say it with me from this moment forward. I will be very courageous. I will not waver in my faith. I will not give in to fear. I am more than a conqueror, and I am a world overcomer. My hope is in the Lord. Amen. God bless you. We love you. Looking forward to seeing you tonight in Bible study. And invite somebody. Call your cousin them, your auntie them. Tell them to come on the line so um, they can get a piece of this hope. It's more than enough pie.
to pass around. We love you. God bless you. Release the line, please. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not
not thank you for your Thank you, Father. Let your Hallelujah. 